Hello, everybody. You're listening to a new episode of Living with TBI. I am Jose Betancourt. So I want to talk about a few things regarding my experience, my rehab, all that stuff. And um, one thing I discovered is that music has been very instrumental. No pun intended. In... Not so much recovery, but with dealing with the complications and the new life that I have because of my traumatic brain injury. So music, specifically music that I grew up with, has been very helpful. And I say this because... For, and and this doesn't just happen to me. This goes for everybody. That's why people love music. But when I hear songs from my childhood, teenage years, high school years, etc., I am transformed back at least for a few seconds. I am transformed back, well, teleported, not transformed. <laughs> I am teleported back to that time. And for somebody who has memory issues, specifically short-term memory issues, uh, issues focusing, issues with anxiety, uh, and, and, and that all has made things for me obviously difficult, but doing activities has been limited by that. So, for example, my, one of my favorite music groups of all time is Depeche Mode. They are having a concert uh, this year, as a matter of fact, in New York City. And I forgot that I can't go to these things. So my friends and I were talking about getting tickets right away and stuff like that. And then I realized I can't go to this. I can't. The noise, the decimal decibel levels are going to be too much for me to bear. The crowds are going to be too big for me to bear. And the lighting, the lighting effects is going to be just out of this world. Just like every Depeche Mode concert I've ever been to. And I've been to about four Depeche Mode concerts. The same happened to an, uh, last year for a band called Craftwork. And that's a band that I listened to since I was a kid. Um, I couldn't go to that concert. Movies, going to the movies, same thing. The crowds, the lighting, sounds effect, sound effects. It, it's just I got to be very selective. Even to go eat, it needs to be planned out. So music will take me back to a time when I was younger, when I was free of this injury, I can, for certain songs, I can almost smell the air. I can, I can, I am there. I am there. For example, and sometimes it's visual cues as well. Like for uh, one day before my injury, I remember walking into a supermarket and I walked past the cereal aisle and for about two seconds, 
I felt like I was holding my grandmother's hand walking down the aisle and looking at the cereal that we were about to buy. And I nearly, you know, not to be emotional or sap, but my eyes started to water because that is the power of memory, especially good ones. So with music, the, for example, and I'm bringing up a lot of examples, there's a song called Ring My Bell. It's a very old song, a classic disco song. And I remember being in elementary school, and there was a big festival going on where it, you were able to try out foods from different cultures and they had a DJ and most of what I remember is specifically eating rice from Africa and hearing this song ring my bell and whenever I hear this song I instantly am teleported back to my elementary school for a few seconds and it feels good So for me, in my current state, with my TBI, whenever I hear music, and I purposely walk around with headphones now because they have noise cancellation, so it helps me to deal with the busy area that I live in. But most importantly, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I begin to put music, and it calms me down because for seconds at a time, I am not in the current space. I am trans, I am teleported back to where I was when I first heard that song, that particular song. And it's something that I don't see a lot of people talking about when it comes to rehabilitating or dealing with traumatic brain injuries. Because at least for me, I feel worthless a lot of times because I can't do the simple things effectively. It takes a lot longer for me to record a podcast. I don't do any editing because it takes too much time to... I I sit there and I try to figure out what I'm going to do and then I get distracted or I totally get lost in thought. And I forget what I was supposed to do. One time I was trying to make a YouTube video. And I got so frustrated that I started to lose it. And I I told my wife, I said, I told my wife that I used to do these things so efficiently, effortlessly. Now, I can't figure out where I'm going to put the lighting Or, like, I have an idea what I want to talk about or what I want to review. But I have no idea how to go about setting everything up. And that was always uh, second nature to me, even with podcasting. So I have to be very selective when I podcast because I I have to feel a certain way in order for me to speak uh, ex- in order for me to speak clearly, what you're hearing now is not normally how I sound. If I'm tired, I am slurring. 
I'm having trouble pronouncing words. And it's frustrating because I've always pride myself as a podcaster since 2005. One thing I practiced was getting rid of my Bronx accent, <laughs> my New York accent. And I worked on that. I didn't have to, but I took it upon myself because I'm going to get into podcasting. I want to do the best I can. I want to sound the best I can. The same with photography. I can't do photography like I used to. I used to walk every day in Manhattan before and after work. I would walk around Manhattan with my camera, take photos of different structures in New York City, document people that were just doing normal things, working, walking to work, you know, eating pizza in the street, whatever. It was my way of, it was a, a new hobby and it was something that helped me re to relax. And I loved the challenge. So I can't do that anymore. I, I, I have to be very selective if I'm going to take my camera outside. A lot of times I am so... Uh, I'm losing thought, sorry. A lot of times when I do take my camera out and I want to try to do photography and document stuff, my surroundings distract me or they upset me. And I live in a very, very busy, probably the busiest area in Queens. It is constantly filled with people, vehicles. The noise pollution is, is out of this world. And so if I leave without my noise cancellation headphones and my sunglasses and my hat, I am lost. I freak out. I can't go outside without those three things on my head. And I'm not the only one when it comes to wearing a cap, wearing sunglasses, I've found out that many people with TBI wear sunglasses and a hat because it kind of makes you feel like you're in somewhat a con controlled environment. It's almost like a horse wearing blinders. I also have light phobia, so photophobia, so I need sunglasses in sunny days. Uh, or bright lights. Like I went to a dentist a few weeks ago and he put the light over us. And I, I told him, I said, I need to keep my eyes closed. I have photophobia from brain injury. And he said, all right, do you have sunglasses? You could wear your sunglasses. And I did. And that's simply the, the adjustment I have to make every day. And a lot of times I get lackadaisical. I think I've had, I got things under control and then I'm, Hit with a reality check. But the one thing that never changes is my love for music. And I'm very thankful that I can listen to music. Of course, I can't blast my music anymore because of sound sensitivity. Uh, it's crazy. Sometimes my wife and I are watching TV 
and there'll be something, some rock music or something that is just, uh, just a certain type of certain decimal or decibel, excuse me, something, a certain frequency that will just uh, trigger something and I have to lower the TV. The same happens in public. If all of a sudden there's a, a police siren that just happens to go off as they pass me, if I hear it from a distance, I'm prepared. So I know I have to activate the noise cancellation and when it passes me, it's not that bad. But if there's a, a, a let's say a, a police vehicle parked next to me and as I pass it, all of a sudden they set off the sirens, I will literally jump not too high, not too high. I'll get startled. It's kind of like when a cat hears something out of the blue and you see them kind of jump back and they look around. That's exactly how I get. And I get into this defense mode, uh, fight or flight. And, it, and I, I, it just triggers something that I can't control. And luckily my wife is around, so I'll put music and the music will tame me. It tames the beast, I guess. So if anyone is listening that is dealing with traumatic brain injuries or a traumatic brain injury, excuse me, I'm starting to get tired. Um, try listening to music. Get a good pair of headphones if you can, with noise cancellation. This allows you to play the music at a low volume as well, and it blocks out a lot of the ambient noise. And you'll get lost in the music. And for a while, you can relive moments from your life that came along before your injury before your life-changing injury. So try it and let me know. Um, leave me a message. Let me know if this helps or if this is something that you have been doing or if you have other ways to help with the chaotic. I don't know if you can hear the siren right now that's flat, uh, that's going off outside. But we live in a world of chaos now, and it's all in our heads, and there's nothing we can do about it. We just got to learn how to live with it. So it's a very, it's a very complicated situation, and for those of us who are going through it, we know exactly what we're going through, and that's why I make these audio podcasts to share my story in hopes that somebody out there may feel that they're alone and that there's no one else out there going through the same things. I found people that were going through similar, through similar things and it helped. It helped tremendously. So now it's my turn to help. And I hope I am helping. So I'm going to wrap it up. I hope everybody's doing well. You guys take care. I'll talk to you later.